0: win daily show i have trent atia i'm michael raziel happy to have trent with me trent how's your day man
1: it's going well going well glad to be here thanks for having me man
0: Pleasure's all mine. We saw a, uh, an interesting sports betting social media app. I thought, hey, let's learn a little bit about it. Tell some people about it, too, because that's the uh, the kind of stuff that we want to get into. So Trent is the CEO and founder of Bookit, as I said, a so- sports betting social media app. Very excited to talk about that. But Trent's not messing around. He worked for NFL Media, the Dallas Rattlers of the Major League Lacrosse, right? Mm-hmm. The MLM. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works for Fox Sports. He worked for the OKC Thunder, ESPNU for a second. Sincerely, man, you're, you're crushing it, dude. So thank you for coming on. So the first question I have for everybody is, what are you doing to make sure that you're winning each and every day?
1: Absolutely. I would say I'm doing everything I can to make sure I just better my craft, whatever it may be, whether it's uh, actively posting on LinkedIn, making connections, um, having conversations, just getting anybody hyped about my product, which is what I'm pursuing full time now. Uh, So I make sure every day that I just do something that builds momentum for my company, whether uh, it's reaching new clients or potential affiliates or investors, whatever it may be. I just need to make sure something gets done um, to benefit my, my product at this early stage. It's crucial to just keep the momentum going every day. And because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and you and obviously you're not gonna have a perfect product when you launch, but uh, doing everything I can to make sure I can get as close to that as possible. Um, So just, you know, really focusing on um, key relationship making and just building the hype around myself and the, the company.
0: I love it, man. And yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. How to eat an elephant, one bite at a time, right? There's a couple a couple of those little cliches, but it's so true, man. I mean, it is like, especially with where you're coming from and and how you've built the product and, and what you're trying to achieve with it. You know, obviously you and I have already had a couple conversations. I think it is really cool. And that's why I was excited to get you on here. But what I mean, again, you just going back to some of the previous stops, uh, you know, major league lacrosse, the NFL. Fox sports, uh, NBA teams. Like it is, it is very impressive kind of how you've been able to build that. What do you attribute to like, what are you doing? And I understand, again, you kind of went over the question about winning every day, but what are you doing to set yourself apart so that other people are noticing it? And they're saying, you know, Trent, we, we would love it if you came and worked for our organization.
1: Absolutely. I think that that starts with my mentality of just, you know, there's people who try to be better than you in the classroom. And it was just my biggest thing to be better than everybody else outside the classroom. Uh, And so rather than focus on studying on on tests and getting a 4.0, I spent my days just real, even in class, really just on LinkedIn reaching out to anybody involved in the industries, uh, applying to any internship I could and trying to build my resume. I saw college as more of an opportunity to build a resume than it was to, uh, actually you know study something, which I obviously did, but i I was so just more focused on just making getting my foot in the door any way I could, and it all started with the Russell Westbrook thing where i where I asked him a question at a news conference, and I totally botched the question when I was a freshman in college. It went viral uh, the whole night you know it was on ESPN, please report whatever uh, That was my first real like you know foot in the door in the industry. And, and it was, although it was a wacky one and it was probably the best, worst thing that ever happened to me that at that point I knew like, you know, how many kids that are freshmen in college would have the balls to drive to Oklahoma city and ask Russell Westbrook a question in front of grown men. And obviously I'm the youngest in the room by easily 25 years. Uh, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to make it my goal to be better than everybody else from this point out outside of the classroom. Cause I know I can, I'm not the smartest in the room. But I, I think I have what it takes to be better than, you know, everybody else in the room uh, beyond academics.
0: You don't lack confidence. I'll definitely give you that, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> so keep keep that rolling. I'll be honest. I don't think you told me about the Russell Westbrook thing last time. So if you don't mind <laughs> yeah. uh, reminding me and, and everybody else listening, definitely kind of curious because I – off the top of my head, I don't have a recollection of this.
1: Well, Google Nervous Westbrook, guides The first thing that will pop up. Awesome. Uh, I. I was working for a Thunder Twitter account. This was my first uh, experience in my in the sports industry. I reached out to a blog I've been following for years, and I said, "Hey, I'm a freshman. I want to get involved in sports media." And I basically loved the Thunder, and so it, I ended up getting a job just to live tweet and do pre and post game write ups. And then we get Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, which was like, you know, a huge deal for OKC fans. And so I was hyped and I was like, can I please come to media day? And they're like, sure, you're going to come live tweet for us. And so I get there and not really having any idea what is going on or like what media day is like. And it's literally just like it is on TV. You know, the press is down low and the players go to the podium. And I was like, holy, like, can I please ask a question? I have to ask Westbrook a question or else like I'm never going to let that go. And they were like, yeah, we're in the media. You could do that. And so I had a question ready to go. I didn't want to be a noob and write it down. I wanted to be like the rest of the men in the room. And uh, I finally got the microphone and raised my hand. And I had a question and totally just botched it. And it, it, it never came back to my brain. And And everyone in the room started dying laughing. Westbrook, who you know usually is uh, not as friendly to the media, was dying laughing. And he played it off so well. And he's the man for... You know, not making me look like a, as big as a fool as I did, but um, but it was a crazy experience. Had five million views. LeBron liked it. It was on ESPN. Seth Rogen commented on it or something. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, and my phone was blowing up. And I I thought out my days in sports were done from right then and there. And I just needed to get the heck out of Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> oh my but, uh, goodness, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's i'm absolutely gonna google that and i'm not gonna lie i'm probably gonna put that video in the show notes so everybody else can watch it that's cool
1: (laughs) go for it it's part it was actually included in westbrook's tribute video when he came back to oklahoma city that was pretty cool
0: that's awesome look at you man yeah more famous i mean like that's the thing i mean here's the thing though at 18 or 19 that was probably like the worst moment of your life at that point in time right
1: for for like 20 minutes it was i was like my life's over but then i just you know i learned to just play it off and laugh at myself rather than like sit back and you know feel sorry for myself that's when you know it all just became funny at that point
0: that is awesome man i love that i love that and kudos (laughs) to you for for being able to play it up and and you know be honest about it and kind of just take it and roll with the punches i mean That's super cool you're in the the tribute video like you are personally in it or is it just him laughing like how like
1: Yeah, you you can't see my face you can just you you just know that like there's babble coming out from the reporter and he starts dying laughing and it's it's me Everyone knew it was me my phone was blowing up Immediately after and like I have friends who just obviously know my voice and so uh, I didn't like tell people like oh my gosh, I just screwed up my
0: phone just blew up immediately kudos to you man kudos and congrats. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk a little bit about book it i mean it's so it's a sports betting social media app what like i've heard of some of these before and i know you and i have talked and again you don't lack confidence so i know how much better um you know you you like to think yours is obviously i've never used any of them so i can't really comment too much but i guess like so so tell me just i guess high level like what exactly is a sports betting social media app
1: yeah so it's going to be essentially Instagram for sports betting. So imagine if Instagram had a feature where you could view all the scores and lines and you can create a bet slip and share it with the community, just like a photo or video. Uh, that's basically what Book it Sports is going to be. And you can basically keep track of your bet history. You can enter different betting groups and share different content with individual groups rather than the whole community. Uh, you can get in different chat rooms. You can think, go live on a uh, live stream so many different ways to interact and engage with community and that these other betting platforms are not offering. They're more tailored to the actual better. Who's going to gamble on legal, you know, betting. And that's not what we're trying to target immediately right off the bat. We just want to establish a social community where gambling is socially acceptable and you can share tips and insight, learn from others, get educational tools and resources. We're essentially just going to be the one-stop shop, the ultimate sports betting hub, Uh, for the community. And that's the goal. And within that, there's going to be several monetization strategies that uh, we can, you know, get revenue from this product that I think will enhance the experience of betting and, and get people to make smarter and more uh, well-informed influenced gambling decisions. Um, So, you know, I know I threw kind of a lot at you there, but our first goal is to basically establish that community of socially acceptable, platform to to talk about sports betting and and handicappers expert sports bettors who sell their picks to other people can validate their expertise and monetize off it through my platform and reach new audiences with the engaging features that my platform has to offer mm-hmm.
0: I love that. And yeah, I think it's very important. You know, I'm excited to talk a little bit about those um, revenue streams because I think that part's obviously very important to all, to all aspects, especially here. Us, you know, we just like to kind of understand the product as a whole, of course, but I, I like where you're going with it. And I think again, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, you can just search the hashtag gambling Twitter and, and, you know, check out what's there. You can just follow certain people on Instagram, but it sounds like you guys are going significantly deeper than just here. My picks, as you said, it's the resources, it's the tools, how, how integrated is this going to be? And, and like, you know, if you don't mind diving into some of those resources and tools and just some of that stuff to really show the depth and breadth of really what you guys are going to accomplish with this platform.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're planning on partnering with a ton of uh, new startups in the space that are providing several resources and tools for the common better and the new better and the expert better. Uh, so there's some apps and some startups that have reached out and I've reached out too, where we are going to basically have an affiliate deal Uh, where we have like a a resources and tools page and we give them discounts on some products that can basically help them make better decisions when betting. Um, And then also there's going to be just such deep avenues to engage. Like for example, say you're betting on the Lakers Clippers game and you want to see what the community is saying specifically about betting and specifically on this game. You can go to book it. You can click on that game, see all the data, all the scores, all the, sorry, my, battery was low uh all the scores all the data um and you can actually go into a chat room within that individual game and chat with other people and you know share reactions and and you know on that feed on that individual game and there's just going to be so many different ways to to interact and learn from others and you know expert handicappers can you know uh hold different opportunities to help their clients with consulting sessions live stream uh, you know, live betting, selling picks during the game. There's just so many different ways to, that we're going to have handicappers uh, target new audiences on our app. And, and I think it's going to be revolutionary for both the handicapping business and also helping the user give full transparency on who that handicapper is before you pay for their picks
0: let's get it man definitely yeah. um you know let's sweat together i think that part's kind of fun right you know as you said you know you're in that community together everyone kind of has their pets coming in they got the live aspect of it now too i think um it's going to be really cool and i like how you said you know you're going to be able to see the level lines i'm assuming that means you'll be able to see the in-game lines where everything moves i'm sure some prop plays and, and you know player bets, you know like everything under the sun we're gonna have it I love it, man. So wake like, how do what is the undertaking in building something like that out? Because again, it it kind of exists like you, you can see pieces of it everywhere, but it's not all in the same place yet. So what are you what are you doing to help make sure kind of this this is put together correctly, knowing that first product, as you said before, isn't what it's supposed to look like when it's fully functioning and formed?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question, honestly. And we spent a significantly long time just building out the tech stack and what that would look like and how all these different engaging features can be hosted on one singular platform and what are the best tech stack strategies to be able to accommodate all these things. And so we spent literally like two months just talking about the back end structure of the app, which is so crucial and is so often overlooked because you know you have really one shot with a mobile app to make an impression. And if it's if it's not good right off the bat, then you know Good luck getting me to come back next time. And so we, we know how important that is, especially in the betting space. You know, when you're getting real-time alerts, you want to know exactly what the score is at a certain time and it needs to be the correct score because that basically, you know, that could be the difference between winning a $3,000 parlay or losing a fat bet, you know, and that's so crucial in real time. Uh, so we, we really paid attention to the back-end um, tech stack but also not overlooking the importance of the the UX UI navigation and the flow and design of the app needs to be visually appealing. And I have a couple of female designers that I'm bringing on board that, and one currently that has been my long-term chief of product, and she's been doing a phenomenal job and brings a unique uh, point of view because the app needs to be so uh, clear, easy to use, and, you know, that a, a female who's not familiar with betting should be able to learn and understand how to use it and get involved with the betting industry. That's the whole goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, it's a really interesting way of looking at it because, you know, it's, it's so funny, um, you know, here at wind Daily and we're always paying attention to what everyone else is doing in the marketing. You look at some websites, you're like, who the hell designed this? This is so unpleasing to the eye that like, it's so it's so cluttered and it's so just kind of everything just looks like, ah, oh, it's and not to say that we have the perfect website or anything. And ours has looked significantly worse than it does now. And we plan on making it better, of course, but it's just always interesting just to kind of get, you know, as you said, that female perspective, or really just someone who is, you don't want to overwhelm someone the first time they come there, as you said, because you're the casual fan is now a casual better in many situations, right? You know, the 80-20 rule. I've been talking to people in the industry and they're like, yeah, we're we're really hoping that that doesn't, you know, we don't want, you know, 80% of the handles coming from 20% of the people. You know, we do want it to be a little bit more even and we want the casual fan like me. I'm not here, you know, I place bets. I'm not putting thousands and thousands of dollars up. I'm the kind of person that's like, all right, we're at a bar. Let's see if I can win my drinking money back. Like, that's all I'm looking for that night because that's a good day, right? Like, so... How are you like, what exactly are you doing to get that casual person, as you said, and, and making it so easy for them that it's, you know, you're not going to push away the expert and the person that really knows what the hell they want, and what they're looking for. But at the same time, it's that perfect medium of, you know, that both, both sides of the spectrum are going to be happy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, one thing I've said all along since I came up with this idea is that our generation does not bet on sports for their return on investment they bet on sports for entertainment and i've been told that that is not true by some investors during my time uh doing this and i'm just banging my head against the wall because they're just naive about where this industry is going and and you know they're they're not familiar with with social media and the trends and how active um you know the topic of betting is around uh, social media. And it's, it, it really was frustrating for me having to be told that by high influential people in the industry. And then, you know, Barstool gets bought out by Penn National. And there's my point exactly. A media company bought out by a casino. That's the first validation. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm very aware that our generation is very, uh, you know, entertainment oriented rather than, you know, caring about their investment long-term when gambling on sports. And so when doing it for entertainment, they want to surround themselves with all the different aspects that go into, you know, that specific entertainment. You know, when, when watching The Bachelor, right, the girls are always refreshing Twitter and, you know, trying to get instant feedback on what people think about the, sto- the, the show. it's exactly what Bookit Sports is going to be for sports betting, you know, a full court shot at the buzzer. I envision a ton of engagement immediately after the shot gets in of people freaking out, either winning or losing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, even, you know, girls watching the bachelor me watching the last dance, man, like when that was going yeah. on, I was constantly refreshing just to see how quickly people are capable of grabbing those screenshots of Michael Jordan, in his face. It was hysterical and then immediately yeah. turning him into memes and we're laughing. And so, you know, I mean, that's, Honestly, that's what I miss the most about sports is just, yeah, that that constant connection and that community. And I think, again, when you when you dive deeper, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, how many people do you hear of that? You know, they put in 200 bucks to DraftKings or FanDuel and they never take their money out because it's always just there. It's just like, oh, I got a couple bets today. I won some. I lost some. All right, that's cool it makes that Iona Loyola, Maryland game way more interesting. If you got 20 bucks on the game, it's like, all right, it's like, what do you got today? You know, my brother, that's kind of how he does it. It's, you know, it's, it's 10 bucks here. It's 20 bucks there. It's just kind of fun and interesting. It just makes stuff just more engaging, as you said. And it's way more for the entertainment value because, you know, that's kind of what fantasy sports did, right? That's why the NFL is king of the hill because everybody plays fantasy football. So I can watch a you know, freaking—I don't know—a Cardinals-Eagles game. Oh well, no, I hate the Eagles, so I take that one back. A Cardinals-Jets game, and be like, "All right, I have this person and this person, and I'm trying to pay attention to it." And now, again, what you guys are trying to do is engage that fan in another way as well. So I think that that part is is pretty cool. So how 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 does it work? Like, is it is it just profile based? You said it's the Instagram for sports betting. Like, so is it just you know you have a profile, you have some articles you can put up you have some pictures you can put up. like is it is it that simple
1: yeah it's literally going to be that simple you can upload videos upload reactions i came up with the idea specifically when i was watching a game with my friends and he lost on a full court shot at the buzzer and and i didn't know where to post his funny reaction and that's the whole that was that's what the vision is based all around is sharing that reaction and and you know consuming that relatable content And, you know, sharing that moment with others who went through the same thing.
0: I love it. That is awesome. Yeah, because again, with everybody on the same page, as you said, that that, that half court shot at the buzzer goes in. Some of the people are really happy and some of the people are really, really sad, but the reactions on both end are going to be a lot of fun. Um, especially as you said, maybe you had that $3,000 parlay you could have took home too. That would have been kind of nice. So it's always interesting. So going back to, um, the, the revenue streams a little bit, I know you said there was a few different kinds, obviously you brought up the affiliate model already. You know, I'm assuming if handicappers are going to sell their picks, maybe you guys get a cut of that, but what are some of the other ways that you're envisioning to be able to monetize this app? So that way, again, the longer you're in business, the more people can, can enjoy what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think the affiliate model is still definitely like the structure of the, of what that's going to look like, you know, is inevitable at this time just because we're so early stage. But uh, there's so many different avenues we could go with the affiliate models. Um, but as far as in-app purchases and stuff, we want to provide a premium version of the app that really um, enhances the experience and provides, you know, more tools um, and, you know, resources for betting and uh, really just being a informational hub to uh, access really high quality data that will significantly you know, improve your betting record. Um, and as far as becoming an actual sports book and legal, having legal betting on there, uh, that's definitely in the future plan, but you know, with the US legalities and the hurdles that need to be jumped over to pursue that, uh, it's pretty unrealistic in the foreseeable, foreseeable future. But, uh, you know, integrating an existing sports book, an existing casino could be an option. And uh, we're continuing to pursue those conversations uh, as we continue to get farther along in development.
0: I was gonna say you already brought up the uh, the the Barstool example. I think they made a couple bucks by just having the community, right? So I think if you're doing it that way, uh, take the four fifty million, Trent. Uh, you know, and, and, and give me give me a couple bucks because I gave you that advice. How's that sound? Consider it a consulting fee. But no, man, I I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a cool idea. And you know, as you said, like you might not even want the hassle of, you know, having the sports book, but if you could have those links, you know, like one thing that, you know, I watch VEASAN every once in a while. Um, and a good buddy of mine, um, Josh over there at VEASAN, super cool dude, knows what he's doing, been doing this thing a very long time. He, you know, he's always, you know, the one thing he's always about is like shop the lines, right? Like if you like it at seven, but you like it more at six and a half, go find six and a half. So are you guys going to have like that, Kind of on one page, it's like, here are all the books, here are all the lines, and and how are you kind of formulating those partnerships so everyone doesn't kind of get angry at Absolutely.
1: you? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's a great question. So we're partnering with several different data providers that are going to provide uh, several different avenues of, of premium data, but one of them is going to provide the gambling lines for 16 different sports books in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, being able to directly see all the lines across the board and how they differ. That's, you know, a very interesting piece of data for me to view. And, you know, I always wonder why, you know, Westgate has it at minus four and a half, but Caesars has it at minus six and a half. I'm like, you know, I want to know why that is. And so I can go into my app and, you know, see that and figure out why that is, Uh, you know, and these are like key things that I want to know that I'm, when I'm making a bet before I'm making a bet, I jumped to 12 different websites and platforms to figure out and you know, by the time I'm satisfied with what I need to know, it's almost time for the game to start. And and I wasted an hour jumping from 12 different places.
0: Yes. And that's what we want to cut down on, right? If there's a way that you can get fans engaged more, because if you can give them that opportunity, then they can hop into the app and just start talking more and start engaging with their friends and, you know, figuring (laughs) that aspect of it out. So I think that's pretty cool. And, out of curiosity like where did your love of sports betting come from considering it's only been legal um you know only for a couple years now
1: yeah so in 2018 it became legal and uh i was introduced to it when my friends my freshman year of college they were just you know getting so hyped and it was i remember ncaa march madness tournament and it was just so electric because you know my friends had money on the game and it just really made me more intrigued to watch the game and watch their reactions. It was more funny to, to have them, you know, lose horribly on a last shot or, or win ridiculously. Um, and then, you know, started getting the player props. And I remember my friend had a player prop bet, Rudy Gobert, to score more points than Kevin Love in a playoff game. And Rudy Gobert had the tip off and sprained his ankle on the tip-off and was out for the rest of the game. And my friend's reaction was hilarious. Like, I had never, he was like, And Like, literally just got hurt on the jump of a tip-off. And, like, I just thought it was so funny and it could, like, spark so much engagement. Like, that moment right there, if I got it on video, would have been so funny. Like, it was hilarious. And so I just took my passion for sports, my knowledge for media, and a new industry of betting and just kind of intertwined them into something that is a need for an industry. um, And I just recognized that and took action on it.
0: Yeah. And and so you bring up the need for the industry. How do you think that this is going to disrupt it? I mean, it's not like, I don't think it's going to turn the industry on its head, but I think it can be a huge enhancement specifically for, you know, a group of people. How, how do you envision this thing looking in, in four or five years to the point where you can say this is very successful?
1: I envision it basically disrupting the industry by uh, just being the platform where it's socially acceptable for anybody, even leagues and teams and players of not their respected sport, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's <laughs> pump the brakes yeah, a little bit,
0: but I see where you're coming from. For,
1: former athletes, celebrities, you name it. Like, uh, you know, I'm solving a problem for the professional leagues, for example, the NFL, right? They want to basically, they're doing everything they can to get involved in betting somehow, but they're obviously walking on thin ice because they're the NFL and they want to do it right. But how are they going to approach the sports betting audience? If they do it on Instagram, they're also targeting the people who don't like betting. So that's a conflict of interest. But if the NFL makes a a book it profile and starts making engaging content, posting, you know, cool facts, betting related, you know, Sunday, Monday, um, you know, that's targeting the sports betting demographic without the conflict of interest of targeting the non-sports bettors. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so if the NFL were to get on board and make an account, it would be game over. Every league would follow and the dominoes would, you know, fall. And now everyone understands that if you want to go, you know, see what's up in the betting world, you got to book it sports.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I would probably, um, I would put my eggs in the NBA basket first because they're a little bit more progressive than the NFL is to say the Absolutely. least. Absolutely. I see where you're coming from. And no, I totally agree, man. I mean, if, I think if you can get one of those leagues involved, as we've seen, like once it became legal, they all started signing betting deals with MGM and with FanDuel and with DraftKings. So it's, it's very clear. And then the NFL has been against betting for all time. But, you know, the lines are always very, very prevalent and have been for the last 20 years in my knowledge. And um you know now they're moving to vegas, so we'll we'll see uh, they they're, they're very it's it's kind of funny how they're pretending without really uh, needing to do too much, but it is great man and then I guess um, you know the last thing I did want to talk about, which I think is really cool, is you've been able to join this accelerator program recently, so the first time we spoke, I remember this was something you were talking about looking for investors and accelerating. What exactly does this accelerator program do you know for lack of you know the word accelerating and and how is it going to help you? get in front of the right people, do the right things and just get to, you know, the next few steps a little bit faster.
1: Yeah. So one of the sectors this accelerator specializes in is gaming innovation. And, you know, as a young founder, 22 years old, recent college graduate with no business experience, I desperately needed, you know, a group of people who were just as passionate as I am about it with some skin in the game who are willing to advise and guide me throughout this journey, especially at the early stages of, you know, launching an MVP, it's crucial not to drop the ball in some very important areas. And <clears throat> they're basically, you know, they by my side. They're providing me with a couple new developers that will significantly help uh, progress with the development of the MVP. And uh, they've got the connections in the gaming industry, especially being in Nevada, which is huge. Um, and that's exactly what I needed to, you know, continue to move forward and really turn this into a reality rather than just, you know, uh, a vision
0: I love it, man. Good for you. Congratulations. I mean, I know it's uh, those things aren't the easiest thing to get into, but clearly uh, you got your stuff. As I said, you don't lack confidence. I'll give you that. So excited to see where this goes. And um, yeah, man, I mean, again, Trent, this was awesome. Trent Attia, Yep. Got it. Hard, hard T. I love it. Trent Attia, CEO and founder of Book It, with some really impressive former stuff, NFL, Dallas Rattlers, Fox Sports. Um, appreciate your time today, man. This was great.
1: Of course, man. Thank you so much for having Ooh, me. It was great.
0: Last thing, where can everyone find you or book it on the internet?
1: Of course. Feel free to hit me up uh, at any time on LinkedIn. I uh, also got a book at Sports LinkedIn page, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's all there, All allbookit.sports. So feel free to hit me up any platform. I'm very approachable and I'd love to connect further with anybody who would like to.
0: Happy to hear it. And when can we download the app?
1: Yeah, so we're planning on launching it around week one of the NFL season, so we're trying to do it before then. So either early September, late August, that's the target.
0: Excited for it, man. Good stuff, Trent. Really appreciate your time today.
1: All right, thanks so much, man. Have a good one.